Hello and welcome along to a very special Western Australian three-day weekend edition of The Hype and the Hope. Praise be for the long weekend. Any weekend that you walk away from one day later is a good weekend in my books. So says Mike. Yes, yes I do. Uh, This long weekend, uh, it's what we call a holiday weekend here in Australia. We call them long weekends. And for us, they... (laughs) What do you think they call them in other parts of the world? I thought they called them holiday weekends. No, I... Whoa. Uh, You know what? I've been gone so long, I'm starting to doubt myself. It was always a holiday weekend when I was living with the I think... Well, I don't know about um, other countries, but in the States, I think we tend to name the holidays. So it's Memorial Day weekend. It's... Yeah. Whereas most of us kind of just call them a long weekend and then say, what is this one for? You know, at the time. (laughs) We sort of are more interested in the day off than the actual event. And this is based on the founding of Western Australia, uh, the first uh, settlement of a colony here, which was 150 years prior to 1979. Don't make me do the maths on that one. You know I will compulsively do the maths. So that's 44 plus 194 years. Yes. Hopefully. Okay. So, uh, And it used to be called Foundation Day, but they decided that that was perhaps insensitive to the local Indigenous people who had been here prior to European settlement. So Western Australia, very unifying. Yeah. I, if you can it's Western tell, Australia Day now. Western yeah. Australia, Western Australia Day, not yes. Western Australian Day. No, Western Australia Day. I don't. Well, I would say I don't have to know this, having not been born and bred here, but. Since I am an Australian citizen, despite the accent, I suppose I should. I don't think it was on the test. They don't make you, of course, do a separate state citizenship test. No, they and don't. And WA tends to get left out of federal things. So. Yeah, so you just have to know why we get to sleep in on Monday, and that's the main thing. And we is not just Mike, but also Shari. I failed to introduce myself, so... I'm not even sure if I introduced myself. Perhaps I did. We'll hear it in the playback. I know who you are. So anyway, as we regularly do on our show, we're going to discuss a game that we've decided is quite recently, actually, in the last few hours, going to join our collection. A game that we've decided that we're going to pass on, at least for now. Something tempting, but not tempting enough. And we'll also have a look at something we've played this week that... uh, Did it live up to our hopes and our hypes? Yeah. Well, our hopes and other people's hypes, probably. Yeah, and maybe a bit of our hype. I was pretty So should we get on to the first game then? Absolutely. And I think um, since this one was incredibly off my radar until recently, despite you mentioning it a couple of times, which is really rare because usually I'm full of the, yep, let's get it. Full of the beans that are retail therapy. Absolutely. Um, Perhaps you should introduce it. You say absolutely a lot. Oh, yeah, I guess. I wonder if I do as well. Game that we have just decided deserves a spot on the ever shrinking Kallax shelves is Wishland. Ta da! Or otherwise known as the what is that game that we back called again? Wishland. Yes, I've said those that phrase has escaped my lips about four or five times tonight. But to show how in need you are of this long weekend, you've also said what was that game we just played? Yes, yes. And I think we actually were saying that the same day we played it. So it. Yes. So the the memory's a bit scattered. We've been marking uh, English and literature exams for the last week uh, at a very, very high well, turnover rate. attempting to yes. is more the thing. I think we talk about um, our, our terrible workload every time we do a podcast. You know, we're just there in the ditches with our red pens and it's yeah. raining and, and the snow, the sleet is being to come in sideways and we have essays what strapped to our backs and all we're dreaming of is a stay at a theme park somewhere. Yes, like yes, where you don't have 
have to mark for almost 10 hours straight in your own time. No, that's right. So Mark, how was that for a segue? Uh, it was a good one. Um, so Wishland. Wishland. So it was also not on my radar, but I've got to say Facebook knows me so well. Yeah, it was trying to do the ads. let's go to Japan again. And I was saying, no, no, no. I have, not only am I not interested now, but this is a reprint. It's a third edition. Why would I check out something that I'd rejected before? Do not tempt me, Facebook ads. But you know, people were reviewing. And then there's uh, Jamie Stegmeyer talking about his favorite mechanism. And still, every time I saw it, I thought, well, that's cute. What is that? Oh, it's that game. No, I've rejected it. And then I started thinking, based on what? And then, yeah. oh, no, I went to the Kickstarter page. And what did I see? The number one thing that I think sold me? Hot dog meeples. Yeah, unusual meeples or charming meeples are always a bit of the second only to metal coins. And I think metal coins have even maybe dropped down a bit recently. Especially with this game. Yeah. Because I was a little bit mm, about going all in. That's how you get the hot dog meeples, though. Yeah. Well, if you add on the meeples, but at that point, why not just keep going? We've backed it for the highest pledge level. We Mm -hmm. did, because I want everything, but I'm not sure you actually need metal coins so much, because you do get some in the base game, I think. There's only 12 of them, but Um, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm a bit confused. Given that we've just decided to pull this trigger at the last minute, I don't probably know as much as I should. Let me uh, do something that you might see at a theme park, a magic trick where I blow a little smoke bomb puff up to mystify everyone and change the subject to say which is your favorite meeple i like the otter do you think it's a river otter or a sea otter hmm. it looked a bit sea otterish i've got to say i too have a strong theory you know why <laughs> yeah, why i think it's holding a shell oh is it okay and then it made me wonder what do river otters hold i know otters hold hands yeah they float on their backs all i know is that they smell a lot oh they smell you know they yeah. both both kinds smell so bad yeah i don't know what it is with otters but they aren't very olfactory pleasing i think the otters even at disney smelled atrocious i know you'd think they'd find a a way to disneyfied way to has there ever been an otter in a disney type attraction of course we have skunk in uh flower and bambi i don't know and hmm. all i know is that stanley yelnats's father needs to get to work on some sort of (laughs) cure for otter smell well the second thing that attracted me speaking of disney was the theme so we i think both of us have had experience with roller coaster tycoon yep and and theme park and um, theme parks yeah. but starting to, oh and, and the game theme park for me oh i don't know the game theme park <laughs> theme park was like the first game in that sort of stable of games i played it on the amiga wow yeah so you're gonna tell me how good the graphics were it and- had really great graphics <laughs> at the time yeah on the um 1200 the, uh, the aga edition was really pretty have you run it in an emulator since Does oh you it can hold theme up? parks on the pc too i think but i've never played it since now we just need to get it on some sort of oculus rift type yeah. thing although that's actually when i yeah, put I don't want to go on a roller coaster no <laughs> i was enjoying that so much i don't get motion sick i'm having a good time it's kind of like roller coaster tycoon roller coaster number three is exciting yeah. and then it became i you know roller coaster number three is making me sick so yeah. the word is dramamine can help with that in vr so i might give that a try because our uh, oculus the what oculus quest 2 or something um yes it got meta a- quest 2 it's called now right whatever whatever um, it is it got a lot of beat saber action and then 
and it sits it. on my bedside table, plugged in and ready to go and fully charged, but it doesn't really get enough action, so we need to play it again. So it's a good theme for us because we've liked games, both video and um, analog. I mean, there's Steam Park, which is a... Well, I mean, yeah. How much do you like Steam Park? I like Steam Park better than its board game geek rating, which I think is about somewhere between 6.7 and 6.9. I think I it's like a it solid a game. I-, I would give it about a 7.5. But does it have... Th- thrill factor it's a little dry isn't it it is a bit dry yeah it's kind of a dry game pasted onto a really fun theme but but i like it but you know the way dungeon pets is kind of cutesy and sweet i'm not sure the robots which should be i think that cutesy and sweet are making up for some of that lack of thrill. anyway we're fans of roller coaster or theme park related games that's more of a thrill i think unfair is pretty good even unfair with that into the take that we always play with the world peace variant so yeah. I was actually confused when Funfair came out because I thought, well, really, you just, just play yeah. the World Peace variant, yeah. We do like theme parks. Yeah, we had a um, Disneyland annual passport and most Disney years. World. Yeah, when we lived one in one memorable year. Well, Las no, Vegas. that was no Disney World. Oh yeah, that was when I when I came to visit. Yeah, we had the and it was actually cheaper for us to get uh, than getting passports. tickets. Yeah. And and we when we lived in Las Vegas, we always had a Disneyland passport. And then we discovered cruising, but that's another story. But we still had our annual passes. For we Disney. did. Yeah, and, I think and, I told yeah, you. In my younger days, I had the season pass to Adventure World, which is a sort of theme park. Um, here in Western Australia. There's always that that line, is it a thrill park? Is it a theme park? I think I think Adventure World's a theme park. It's, it's a bit underdone. It was cool in the early 90s, but it's a bit... Cedar Point, which yeah. is where I, uh, my stomping grounds when I was growing up, I think was a, a bit of a mix as well. Yeah, yeah. Nothing's I, I, as I, thematic I, as Disney. No, no, absolutely not. And there is a reason I'm kind of going on about this, about our love for Disney. Yeah, yes, but yes. We're it's going foreshadowing to get there. something, yeah. But is Wishland more of a theme park or a thrill park? There are rides, there are hotels. Yeah. But there are actors. I don't I think everyone's definition's going to differ. Like I can see lots of people who would say that Adventure World is definitely just a, you know, amusement park. Mm. But um, you know, it has characters. It has um like castle that's there for no real reason and areas have like different designations around the place. So I guess that's kind of like a theme park. So we have a romantic history with theme parks both lowercase romantic and capital r romantic history so when we finally got to meet face to face um in 2001 which seems like last week but doing that math again 22 years uh, we went to disney world yeah we did it was great and it was neither of us had been to disney world before we had no idea what a theme park was versus a thrill park and really just enjoyed walking around so much but there was a whole spirit of adventure that's tying into your capital R romanticism. Yeah. And the sublime. The sublime. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Shelley and Byron and Keats are all clapping subtly. I don't think Byron would clap. He no. just seems a bit he probably wouldn't cooler than the hell. No, but Wordsworth is yeah. in our corner. He'd have been all over it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then Coleridge is back in the hotel room, probably on the laudanum. But yeah, uh, yeah so we're just becoming very niche at this point. <laughs> our jobs have value, is what we're saying. We can make these illusions. But 
exploring different lands of the theme park, which is your favorite land and or park of all the Disney parks? It's got to be. I don't know. You know, I would have, I just guess because we've been so many times, it might actually be Disneyland now. Okay. So if you pick Disneyland, are you picking Disneyland proper or California Adventure? Disneyland proper. Wow. So I mean, I guess probably if I, if we went back, I'd prefer Magic Kingdom in Florida, but you know, it's... But not Animal Kingdom? Because you really loved uh, Animal Kingdom. I did love it. I did love it. But... I don't know. It's just so hard to go past the place that we've been to so many times and, and you know, have so many memories. And mm, But the thing about romanticism is making new memories as well. But it is nostalgia for the past. Oh, no. That's true, yes. So, mini lesson in romanticism aside, I'm looking forward to Wishland because I kind of like the idea of building something, even if it's silly. It's five cards yeah. in a stack because I get really narrative-driven with silly things like Farmville back in the day. You know, my yeah. cows and sheep had names and they had backstories and yeah. it's just me moving some pixels around and I think we'll get some funny bands going. Yeah, I think we will too. This. I think that there looks like the sense of joy in the game, which is really what sometimes we need, especially midweek when we're playing. Midweek, medium weight. Yeah, I, I think mid medium weight games have really been sort of speaking to me lately, even though as I often go on about, I love heavy euros um but there's something about a medium weight game with minimal setup time that you can just get to the table that you can play that you know it's not going to take two and a half hours to play during the middle of the week i think a classic example of that has been rolling heights for us this year oh yeah uh, i mean i absolutely love that game and it's you know it's not heavy at all and um I'm hoping this might perhaps fit into the same sort of bracket, he said, trying to avoid saying scratch the same itch. As you're literally scratching. For... I am scratching. It's a good thing it's not one of those podcasts that where people can see you. But And I have more to say about that later as well. So why do you suppose we didn't back it two or three years ago whenever it was? I don't know, you know. I mean, I think we've become more discerning and have worked out what we like um, a little that's... bit more. I mean, I would have told you. We say discerning every podcast. I would Are have told we... you a few years ago that I don't like deck builders and that's True. completely wrong so I've uh, changed what I don't like is dueling deck builders like Android Netrunner and Magic the but Gathering this is you know. ashes, not Magic, yeah. it is Magic the Gathering yeah. um, but this is not really a deck builder no, no, I know, I know, I know, I know, but, but cards, you know, and, and okay. card games, I didn't know that I was that into. And But you know what, Um, wouldn't you say that this, just recently, there's been a bit of a pattern with us sort of enjoying games that are primarily card games, but are sort of augmented by a bit of board play? Yes. And, I mean, for me like Amsterdam and Hamburg are a couple of great examples. I mean, the cards are the real part of the game here. They're not just like that little thing with goals. They they drive the game. And I'm hoping that something similar happens here. I, there's a, what, one color card that's kind of an engine building card. and Yeah, I, yeah. My main hope for it, I think. Hot dog meeple. Yeah. My main <laughs> hope for it is it just feels like a sort of comfortable pair of sweatpants I can put on during the middle of the week and play without a problem get to the table set up and you know not think too hard about but, and there's fun but, but built into the theme yeah yeah it's automatically interesting isn't it it's not about trading in the mediterranean as much as i like games yes. about trading in the mediterranean i don't think the board is a big looker but it doesn't bother me either no so it does the job and it's i like it the, may have just come across at yeah. the wrong i'd be curious to know what what other campaigns were happening at that time and sometimes too whoever designed i'd have to be interested to look at their old campaign page because sometimes pages 
just don't look good when they make them. And there have been really good games that I've not even thought about backing. And then when they come out, I think, where? why didn't I look at this? And we have a laser focus on everything that's coming out new on Kickstarter and or, or, or Game Found yeah. or Backer Kit. And I don't Dare know how I say- we missed it didn't have hot dog meeples before no probably that was the big um, selling point now i know i keep saying hot dog meeples but just that lovely expanse of more meeples than any sane person needs it reminds me a little bit of suburbia and the collector's edition oh, when yeah, yeah. remember how that started out with oh you get these cities or maybe you get a choice of cities and then the people were you know a 47 fork and a knife new add-ons in yeah. each hand you know banging the table we want all of the cities and that's how i feel about this game so i the- want box is 12 foot tall that's yeah. okay we have yeah. all of the cities yeah. in it and we will have hot dog meeples and we will have altar meeples and we're gonna have a good time at wishland i don't even yeah. know what the expansion is but dreams from america okay yeah sounds, sounds good yeah kind of interesting so dreamy we unfortunately all we have is adventure world in the way of something kind of sort of a theme in park western australia, in western yeah, australia. Yeah. there's all there's often rumors of us getting some new big theme park i think we should get one for lots of reasons but mostly selfish ones australia could use one i know there are east coast theme parks but it's they need some disney and then disney disney western australia yeah I, i agree there's so much land. There is. And, uh, well, you know, I can submit my proposal at another time. And the people will come. They'll come for a Disney park. It doesn't matter that we have you know, low population compared yeah. to the other states. Build it. Field of dreams. Field of wishes. They'll come. Our very own wish land. Mm. Anyway, speaking of theme parks. So we were making a lot of Disney illusions earlier on, and that was not entirely without cause. No, because there's a game we've... It's not actually out yet, but it's available for pre-order. And why aren't we jumping on the pre-order? I don't know, because we've been pretty completionist in our purchasing of games in this series. Because it was, as you might see if you watch uh, Favourite Game Friday this week, the game series that brought us into the hobby, really. Yes, and it's one of my few 10 out of 10 board games. I often declared it to be my favourite board game for a long time. Ironically, the one I probably play the least because you'd really need at least four people, I yeah, think. For five or six good. to be really good. Yeah. yeah. It gets played over and over and over and over at school. Uh, my school version is almost worn down to the cardboard. It's been used so often. And that game is? It is Dixit. And the game we're not getting? Disney Dixit or Dixit what? Disney. What? I thought yeah. we were major Disney fans. We are, you know, but... I don't know. I think for me, well, you know, we might be in a few weeks saying or a couple of months saying, well, you know, we got it. You know, we were going to get it after all. But I don't think so. I think for me, part of the joy of Dixit is how bereft of context all the the art and pictures are. And right. Disney pictures and I honestly at the moment there's just very little out there to see I saw in a video uh, a card that looked a bit like the I had, saw one card did you have see, you seen more than one card? I, I saw the one with the like um is there an hourglass no I saw one oh. with the big lion head cave oh, from wasn't Aladdin that an hourglass with it at the top oh maybe maybe I, might not have been and I did see some concept art for one with maybe Cinderella or something in, okay. in the piece and you know it looks good the art looked good but again it's not going to be you, you've got some sort of context with it and I think some it, of the just mis- 
bewilderingly arcane art that was going on in all the other Dixit games makes it a better... You know, much as I'm not really interested in Codenames Disney or Codenames Pictures because right. they're a bit less... Um, I, I like the lateral thinking that's required in Dixit. It's, like, essential to me. I... Oh, you know, what's interesting about Dixit is you. it works at lots of levels. So, inevitably, when you're playing with a base game and you get somebody who's maybe... I don't know. I don't, I don't know who this person is, but they'll say Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's about seven cards <laughs> like, that remind you. There's a yellow brick road and a bit of a scarecrow. And that's fine because they can have a bit of a win with that because there are multiple cards that are a bit Wizard of Oz-like And in there. Disney-like. And Disney-like, sure. Yeah. But but I think that's one that seems to come up again and again. And, and that person yeah. can feel successful. And sure, it's a little bit literal. What's going to happen when you're playing with Disney Dixit and probably with the younger age range because, you know, yeah, yeah. they're very attracted to Disney and they see a Cinderella-like card and the clue is Cinderella. Are there going to be so many Disney or cards? Glass Slipper, yeah, you know, something like that. Well, I don't know about that, but I'm just saying because you might feel a bit more hemmed in with those sort of literal guesses. It just depends on how diverse the deck is. I, I think something that I've become a bit crankier about in my middle age is, is fan service as well. You know, I mean, mm. I love Disney, but I kind of don't love Disney fans. Oh, no. You know, well, they're very diverse, though. How can are, you say they are, that? They are, but you know, I kind of roll my eyes a bit, you know, and like I, I don't know it's why. It's like I'm saying probably, I don't like tall I'm people. I'm probably not a very nice person for that, but I. It's not that I don't like them, Disney fans. You're great, but everyone's Disney experience is their own, you know, and I kind That's of have true. trouble with other people fanning it up about Disney, and and I, I like I don't enjoy. I mean, you like Adam Hatton and whatnot to watch. And Gary I quite, C. Love and, and I quite Adam enjoy Gary watching C. him too. But it's kind of for their personalities, not so much the Disney-ness of it all. And The things they like about Disney, completely uninteresting to me. Yeah, I, I yeah, don't yeah. want that, that pullover. I don't want that figurine. Yeah. I don't want that pin. I love their joy yeah, and their excitement. Yeah, you kind of live vicariously at Disney and you think, oh, there's that thing and this is what I would do differently. And right. So they're very. I find them very personal. I'm just not, but you're right. I'm not interested in Disney experts. You know, self-appointed experts. I, I, okay, so what does that have to do with Disney Dixit? <sighs> I, it's, uh, I worry about hype, you know, oh. you know, which really fits here. I'm, I'm, I'm still confused. So people are going to hype up Disney, hype up Dixit. What's getting hyped I, I up? I want it to be about Dixit and not about Disney. Ah, playing the nah, game. Got you. you know, is what I want. Okay. It's, I don't want to play the Disney game. I want to play Dixit. And I just feel like the Disney elephant in the room is going to be difficult to fully divorce from the game, especially when you play it with, you know... You people. are getting grumpy. You've yeah. anticipated all these ter terrible games you're going to play with these imaginary Disney fans that are somehow storming our home and they're coming just in. Just to be clear, I mean, <laughs> our Dixit here, I don't think has ever been played, the one that we have at home, because... That's not true. Has it? Maybe. Oh, no, 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 it has been played and, with... Uh, it has been played with some friends. Dad you're and right, Carol right. And Emma and it actually has been played probably more <laughs> than many of our games. Name check all these people. Um, but our school one has been played hundreds and hundreds people. of times. Yeah. But, but um, so I don't expect the Disney one would be getting a load of play. It would... Oh, no, because... 
Yeah, we're so unsocial. I won't say antisocial because that means something different in Australia than yeah. maybe where I come from. But um, yeah, yeah, antisocial means you sort of hang around at train stations and harass passersby. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm not saying it never no. happens, but no. um, but uh, oh, I feel like we need to get you on the unconscious mind box cover, lying on the couch, perhaps and we do. doing a deep dive into your Disney gatekeeper problems i understand it's that whole jesus save me from your followers thing yeah you yeah fans of anything it doesn't have to be disney can be overwhelming and and they can be gatekeepers and they can be tedious and of course we want to enjoy the things we love just so so did you have any particular thoughts i've got a question for you in a moment i I have so many particular thoughts um i was going to say i'm glad it exists because that means more people playing dixit that's true and I think it could be, you know, a wonderful gateway for and you those have, people. And you do have a natural inclination to want to move into the expansions. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, look at me. I'm the one saying absolutely and, all the time and now. And I hope Lillibud, uh, if that's how you pronounce it, is savvy enough. You'd think they would be to include, like, advertising paraphernalia oh, inside sure. it saying, here is the other games in this line. But even if people only ever love Disney Dixit, I just, I'm with you. I don't think it would be for me. I'd feel a little locked in. I'd worry about now when I say I'm worried about people playing it in a literal way that's just because we're often teaching it to younger people and it's not really a good time if yeah it's about abstract thought for us so I was kind of wandering away a little bit with my thoughts not probably a typical gaming situation no I I find so many parallels between Disney and Dixit because like you say it was the early days of our hobby and who doesn't grow up with Disney magic no yeah we've all got that context it's like you know biblical illusions you know are you religious or not you know them so I think I'm always open-minded to what Disney does and I'm always uh, I'm critical sometimes but on the whole I really like Disney and I like a lot of their ideas at least when it comes to theme parks I'm not as knowledgeable about other areas of the business and I'm always open-minded I think about Dixit so I would happily try a game of it yeah but like you say, we're not going to play it probably with anybody. It's no. probably not the best one to bring to school, especially um, people who don't like Disney are going to say, no, thank you. I hate that game. Yeah, yeah. So um, you had a question for me, then I won't ask you a question yet. My question is, if it was offered as a standalone expansion without a, being an entire game, would that change oh, your outlook? No. And he, Well, here's why. Because I, of course, look across the room and I see all of our lovely Dixit expansions and I like them all for their different things. I am an apologist for Dixit Daydreams. I love that sepia one that everyone hates. Yep. I said that when we uh, got a house someday, I was going to decorate the door frames with all those cards because I thought they were so pretty. Little did I know that we would just build a house in suburbia and we wouldn't have that cool retro no, chic yeah. historic home where that would have boho looked good. <laughs> but the expansion I don't really like, I'm not sure if it's the anniversary one. It's the one with the fairy tale characters being pretty predominant it's too close to i don't dislike it but yeah it is just a little too on the nose for me yeah yeah. so i you know the tug of completionism but i just don't know yeah but we don't have dicks at origins and we oh hang on whichever one was the sort of spin-off game earlier yeah yeah and we don't have um is it no it's dicks at quest that we don't have we've got dicks at origins that's one of the first expansions yeah don't have dicks at quest you don't have to have all that my question for you was do you have a favorite dixit card or do you have a particular vibe about expansions sorry to use the word vibe i know you hate it Uh, you know i i'm 
I liked. Oh, I mean, I'm obviously the base deck is just. I know all those cards off by Aren't heart. Aren't you tired of them? Though? I am. I am. But uh, <laughs> but at the same time, then this is part of the problem. I can't ever bring our other ones into school because they'll get destroyed. And um, it's sort no, of... we could actually just buy some expansions for school. That is true. We could. Oh, I I just like the I, I, the card I like I like quite a lot in Dix. It is the one with the sort of field of. Um, white flowers or or the red flowers with the white one in the middle mm. all by itself. That's kind of an interesting one. And what would your clue be for it? Um, uh, people have talked about. Yeah, but what would you do if you were playing it right now? Right now, well, things like lest we forget are a bit, you know, because of the poppies and. But that was one that I didn't get in one memorable game when I first came to this country. Because you didn't know the context. No, yes. so... it's like kind of what we say on our version of Memorial Day. Um, um, you know, and some people have said, you know, well, I think it was actually or... Flanders Field was the oh Flanders Field. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. You know, I, I'm not sure. I mean, it would depend who I was playing with. Um, do you have anything else to say about it, or? Um, I'm disappointed. And myself for not wanting it, but I'd I'd might want it if it is a standalone expansion, but not in a box. Do you think I worry that the board's gonna be really on the nose too in the I love the bunnies in Dixit. Yeah. Do you think they'll use Thumper or do you think they'll use little Mickeys? What do you think? Oh, the... I think it's gonna be Mickey Tastic. Oh I mean I like Mickey. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hmm. Okay. Do you think any rule changes will be in effect? I don't think so. I think yeah. it'll just be Dixit. That's good. Don't mess with yeah. success. I hope it's in Kmart. I hope we see it everywhere. Yeah. And we have to grumble, you know, the other one's even better and then just Who knows? Maybe this one will be amazing and we'll be wrong well speaking of amazing let's get into what we've played recently you say amazing and i think i'll stop just a little short of amazing i've reflected a little bit and my feelings are a little bit more complicated after a few days after play however one thing that is amazing about lost code is the components in the deluxe edition they're unbelievably good i also have shifted my opinion a bit amazing was i suppose hyperbole because i would have said this game met and did not exceed my expectations That's what I did. this is the first time i've said that the game met you know when we we have a little sort of checklist did it meet did it underwhelm us or did it exceed our expectations and this every other t- show i've said it exceeded what i thought this time Millie met them. So what are some of your reasons for having it just meet? Because I think I've, I I think I maybe I'm marking too harshly and I need well, to go a little bit more to towards be, the exceed end. To be fair, I had pretty high expectations. Same. So yeah. for it to meet it, it was... Um, was good. Uh, firstly, the the first game was an unpleasant experience for me, but I mean it was my fault. But this is something that I can see being a bit of a flaw in the game in terms of fun ability or its ability. Its ability to be fun. I didn't just invent a new word. Fun ability there. I think you did. All right. We'll Twenty go bucks. If anyone wants to use it, fun ability. Yep. Dot com. Um, I liked the colourful components and um how how it all looked. Mm. I loved how sort of delightfully chunky the pieces were that in the deluxe edition. I'm a bit mystified by the way we got almost a full cardboard game with the deluxe but edition. Not quite. Yeah, I mean, uh, five minutes on a color photocopier and you can have a second game. I mean, which I suppose is good, but... But the question is, how long will it last? Yeah, yeah, it seems pretty ratty. I would be pretty dark if I'd bought the retail version of this game. It's not very far. 
As much as I like those plastic components, they don't seem so special that they should have cost so much. They just no, shouldn't be the base no, game. Just... No. Um, yeah, they should have been in the base game. I don't really understand why they made the retail, that generic edition. I too uh, was okay with the aesthetic. I, you know, that's one reason it met my expectations was I knew it wasn't too cartoonish or you know it's a little on the goofier, lighter side than what I might normally go towards. But yeah. it's very cohesive, lovely patterns. Also, my expectations were high because of Turing Machine and also knowing how well regarded the original edition of this game was. The name escapes me, but yeah. so I expected something we, big. We have played a few games that are really good puzzles recently, haven't? we and i i thought obviously this had great components and it's really easy to well, set up some of the components were great yeah yeah <laughs> i mean the deluxe ones and it was really easy to set up and i enjoyed that um i i i, I liked the game a lot i i really like it and i'll play it anytime it's and part part of that is because it is easy to set up and doesn't take too long to play. I have a few minor gripes about it. Well, let's stay on the positive just yep. a little longer. It's once again, much like we saw with Tribes of the Wind recently, yep. seamless at two. We've oh yeah, it is. Yep. Those other two players are just easy peasy. Yeah, sit there, don't have to manage dummy players. Yeah, there's no changing or having them do things. Yeah, I like that. I thought it felt it. F- has felt achievable, which is funny because I I don't even know like <laughs> you didn't achieve it the first time and I yeah. didn't the second time and both times we were each mystified like did we screw up a clue somewhere yeah. where I mean I realized what I did but then it was kind of too hard to go back and I could have sat there and remathed everything but we weren't going to do that just to clarify and we normally don't explain games you can probably have a look it up yourself but in the lost code you have a series of tiles in front of you where your opponent can see the numbers on the front of them and all you know is the color of the tile and you get uh, the opportunity to shift some wheels rotating wheels uh, to predict the sum of a few of the different tiles and your opponent will tell you whether they are higher, lower, or, or if you're correct. And you sort of note these things down, and through a series of deductions, you can finally work out what your whole code is. Assuming that the dice roll the way you like and the person doesn't change it, and that you get the information you want. Yes. So that is actually something I really like about this game. Yes. Even though I personally am not so into strategy, I appreciate that it wasn't just uh, maths and a certain al- amount of mental alertness. There's a bit of strategy, wasn't there? Deciding what tiles to change out and what to mm. do with your die rolls and sometimes you what can... was going to help you yeah. like oh do i try to work on my purple knowing that you're completely lost on purple probably yeah and sorry these things have names they're yeah but I don't know, they're, yeah they're different snake pictures, yeah. and yeah stuff yeah. like that but let's go ahead let's get into your nitpicks well there's not that many but there are a few more than you'd normally expect for a game that I really do like and I'm glad we own. And that you didn't want to pack up. No, I didn't. I was mad at it after the first <laughs> game, but I realized it was kind of my fault. Um, or my fault, but you're being gentlemanly. Well, either way, my reaction to it was my fault. Um, the issue that... Um, the first thing that's a bit annoying, and I mean, it's nice that they gave us two score pads. That was very generous. I don't know if it was an accident or deliberate, but... It's great for two players. Yeah, it certainly is excellent. They're chunky score pads pads with loads of pages i'm kind of a bit confused why they are not printed on both sides you know there's blank on one side which well i was using the back of one to do some additional figuring which brings me to our issue i find that i want plenty of space i find them just a bit too small a bit cramped 
Turing machine has more white space, but it's even maybe a little cramped. There's so. a lot of reasoning I want to do, and you've only really got this tiny little like five centimeter long, you know. And I don't know if you're like me. It's not. I think there's more recording that I want to do that will help my future reasoning just a bit. I just want a little bit of a longer line, a little bit more stuff to the side. Yeah, the space to write is just so small. In some cases, I find myself just not writing anything because I can't write much useful there. I just write a couple of things, and like I really I'm, want to reason it out. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. like our last game, I'm pretty sure I misread. Now, my fault because I don't wear my reading glasses, but it was small. And I think I misread a couple of X's as three or the other way around. Yeah. And I sort of changed my reasoning based on I really need to make some big X's, which, you know, I know, no big deal. We, we do a little photocopy or just mess around in, in an app and boom, we can make a bigger version for ourselves. But it's hard when you do have two big, chunky, generous score pads. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that is good. Um, Plus the screen can only Do you have so a, a nitpick before we move on to another one of mine? Oh, well, we're probably going to run out of mine before we run out of yours. But like I said before, why even a cardboard version? Putting those logs together, which you were there like, don't do it. You know, just keep them. But I just wanted to see and they were crumpling and they were splitting. And then I do like the plastic components. Like I said, I think they should just be basic. But why are the logs kind of yellowy, orangey? Why couldn't they just make them brown? Yeah, that seems like a strange decision, doesn't it? And this was one of my nitpicks is why the cardboard edition at all it just no. i mean it doesn't hurt us but i don't really I mean, we were able to fit everything into yeah. the big box so now we have just this extra this, box yeah which we will probably convert into a sort of semi bootlegged cardboard version to take to school yeah you know? probably but they um get munted um is that bad i mean they kind of gave us two versions they so. did you know and all it is if, if nothing else it's advertising for them there you we know, go the we've justified our poor actions um i think the thing that you know, issue i have with it is if you start stuff up in this game you make a serious mistake with your calculations it can be really maddening and that happened to me in my first game I don't know whether you told me the wrong number or well, whether think... I made a flat out mistake it could be either uh, but we it was think that, so what the problem is we think I might have given you the wrong number because I only because it was two purple dice and one of another color and I may have just added one purple to it. so I might have just looked across added two numbers so I don't know that was yeah. the theory so from about the half well, about the halfway point, my calculations and everything I was focusing on was incorrect. And as a result, I was just completely lost and there was no way I could possibly work out where everything was. And then I started to have to discard tiles because I was r routinely incorrect. I know. And as my elementary school report card can verify, I can add simple single digit numbers together. And again, <laughs> though, I made different mistakes in the second game, but which I did manage to recover from. So it could have just been me messing up. But this is the issue. If you do mess up, you can really be you know up the creek and but I we think maybe more space on the score pad might help and the, the yeah. problem with this is if the messing up happens like say four or five rounds from the end you can know you're not going to win absolutely know you're in trouble and then you're just kind of like waiting for the game to end which is what was happening to me in the first game i mean i right yeah. so how do we mitigate that when just you be know, more be careful because I do like that it's a nice long time. Yeah, yeah being more careful, that, that is a thing. So getting more comfortable with the procedure. So we started putting fingers, like one or two fingers on the, um, I don't know, you call the little numbers that you stick in. The yeah, um, tiles. Yeah. Tiles, yeah. yeah. Putting them 
on top there to remember, okay, do this one twice. I don't know if that's going to, to help our opponent be necessary, give us the number, yeah. But yeah, you do re- rely on other people not making mistakes like that. I mean, if you are a bit tired or a bit distracted, I could see yeah. something like that happening. And especially if you're playing with younger kids too, that could be an issue. But um, something else that, uh, I mean, I said we'd go back and forth, but this really leads into my last nitpick. I have no other nitpick. Oh, you have no other nitpick. My other nitpick is, and I hate it when people say, oh, it's more like an activity than a game. <laughs> and I disagree. Like they say about Dixit. Yeah. I disagree. <laughs> it's a game. But it also feels like more of a test of memory efficiency rather than like, mm. I, I feel like if you're playing optimally and you're just thinking right, most people will come out at roughly the same pace. You know, so if I'm a, you never get this feeling, oh, I'm a, I don't know how my opponent's going, but I think I'm way ahead. No, I'm pretty sure you're at the same point as me at all. It just may be in a different area. And mm. I'm wondering if that would be, you know, maybe better at more players or I just, maybe not. I just, but I did feel like um, it was mm. largely, but I, I, more players will tell, you know, on that regard. Yes, time will tell. It will. The two-player game is a little longer. So, I, hmm, yeah, I don't know. I think if I was going to recommend the game to someone, it would be, you know, I, I think it'd be really good for some of my, my more maths-minded or math-minded, if you're in North America, students. Um, they would like it. Uh, it's just when you're friend group we'll just give their initials we won't list people i don't think there's <laughs> again i mean i don't think there's anyone who would just leap all over this the no. you know I, I don't know i haven't played this type of game with any of my friends before so i just wouldn't know but we'd have to sort of see um yeah it's there are games there are like 50 games i'd play before it with my friends you know and, and okay even though i like the game a lot i'm you know I tend to, when I do play with my friends, play something that I just love, you know, and... Um, and True. Uh, more and of a sure thing, I The suppose. Lost Code, I really like, you know. Mm. I don't I don't just love it like um, Rolling Heights, for example. How is The Lost Code compared to, say, Turing Machine for you? Hmm. Different animals. Turing Machine is okay. just a, just a part, purely a puzzle to me, Turing Machine. I don't really think of it as a competitive game. Um, Lost Code... Oh, I like Turing Machine. Oh, yeah. I like Turing Machine better, but I have a different set of expectations for it. I'm writing True. it on a different rubric. Okay. Um, I think Turing Machine's cleverer, but um, bit more fiddly. That's true. That's true. Lost Code is maybe you like Duplo Lego to um <laughs> to Turing Machine's regular Lego. Are you willing to put a number onto Lost Code? Oh yeah, I would give it an eight. I like yeah. it. You know, everyone sees oh Mike's you know really hating on Lost Code. No, I like it a lot. It's a great game. I'd play it any time. Well, I really like the Lost Code. It was one of those that I like. I thought I expected it to be good, and it was good. And I kind of forgot about it <laughs> from the time that we backed it until yeah. it arrived and so that was kind of a nice surprise and i like deduction a lot i probably might like turing machine a bit better because even though i don't play solo games i don't could you do an app with a lost code i could really see just spending hours playing some sort yeah. of app of either one of them i was gonna say i like maybe turing machine a bit better because then i could just go sit and solve puzzles there's a lot of variety in turing but, machine. yeah yeah but i really like 
like this. I like the tactile thing. And I like, um, you know, again, I'm not a big strategizer. I like having to decide, well, oh no, I have to get rid of one of my tiles and that's going to, that does actually mess you up a bit when you yeah. have to get rid oh, of. Oh yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that's especially, especially bad when you've forgotten or you don't. You, well. <laughs> and you're like, oh great, now I'm going to give this to you. And so I give you, so I don't know, could it become, uh, time will tell again. Yeah. Is, the, is the ketchup mechanism enough My win. My whinges and complaints about it aside, I, I don't want to obscure the fact that I genuinely like this game a lot. You know, it is a game that I will never want to get rid of. I will play anytime. I like it a lot. It's just short of being a game that I go running around the house, you know, screaming with delight over. See, now, if we were still playing games at work, this is one that I would yeah. come bring into work. Because, you know, we used to be able to play pretty frequently, so there wasn't as much writing on whichever game you showed to people. Like, oh, this one better stick the landing. Does it have an unusual sized box? Or is I don't know. So Orion Burger Canal. So we're... Iranian Burger. Yeah. yeah. To paint a picture, we're both staring at the lost code on the table, sitting on top of the one I can't pronounce from Uwe Rosenberg. And you're right. It is slightly smaller, or has Uwe gone slightly larger than the Ticket to Ride box, which, speaking of which... Oh, yes. Ticket to Ride Legacy. Can't wait that, to talk about that. Can already that. put that on <laughs> as being added to the collection list. No, no. We keep the really? suspense you know, until, okay, until yeah, November yeah. when we make the big reveal. So, yep. spoilers for that. You know, and now that I'm looking at Uve here, I'm just wondering, should we set up 